Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's Steve Sparky, 5 or 1250 AM, The Fan in Milwaukee, along with our guy, Ryan Horvat. Bet MGM tonight and uh, another Kurt and Long episode. Thanks for tuning us in. And I uh, got to get ready for that Packer-Rams game coming up on Monday night. Normally, we do Kurt and Long podcasts on Mondays. Obviously, we're not going to do it this Monday with the game on Monday night. So we'll record on Tuesday. We'll get that podcast up for you by 5 o'clock on Tuesday evening. So you can check that out. And then, of course, uh, all all the cuts and stuff will be up by Wednesday morning. Okay, so uh, let's talk a, a little bit uh, before we get to the actual game itself about what are the Packers going to have to do differently uh, in order to win out? Because that's really the scenario they're in here. They have to win out to have any chance of being in the playoffs like we talked about in the last podcast. You know, there's a scenario where it could be Packers and Lions uh, in order to go to the playoffs. And then we had Ken Barkley do a bonus pod on Kurt and Long uh, and he laid out the same thing. I was like, that's funny. Ryan and I literally just talked about that on the last podcast. So in order to get to that point, you have to win out. So what has to change for this Packers team uh, in order to win out? Because in Barkley's stance was they don't have to get a lot better. They just have to be just a little bit better. Uh, and that would be good enough probably to win this thing. But what in what areas are they going to have to get better, Ryan, here coming off the bye week? Yeah, it's funny because, you know, usually uh, coming off the bye week, I'm like, man, I can't wait to watch the Packers this week. But I've actually really enjoyed the last couple weeks, man, watching enjoyable <laughs> football and good football and good football teams and being stress-free on a Sunday. I haven't felt like I had a stomach ulcer on a Monday. You notice I haven't been sick in a couple weeks. You What's have not. Funny? No. What's strange? I haven't had to watch that crappy product. Yeah. No, but uh, I agree with what Ken said. I mean, especially just if you look – now, if you would have asked me this question – after the Washington game, uh, or maybe you know, after that Jets game, I would have had a different answer. But they've kind of figured things out offensively, even against Philadelphia in that loss a couple weeks back in prime time. They still scored 31 points. Hell, they scored 10 points with Jordan Love behind center. Right. So I think they've kind of figured out that hey, Christian Watson, he's the real deal. We have to get this kid the football in space. Uh, we have to run the football. Uh, when we want to run the football with AJ Dillon, we don't have to do it from shotgun. We could put Rodgers behind center. Uh, Rodgers, hopefully, coming out of the bye is a little bit healthy. Healthier, so I would expect him to play a little bit better. I would expect the offensive line, hopefully, to play a little bit better, although it stinks that now we don't know if we're going to see David Bakhtiari now the rest of the season uh, after hearing Matt LaFleur the other day. So offensively, not too concerned, which if you would ask me that four weeks ago, uh, that would have been a different answer. Defensively, you know, we've seen some fight the last couple weeks. They've been a little bit better against the run, but they're going to have to play their best football of the season. This was a defense that we all overhyped, not just Packer fans, but NFL fans and analysts. I mean, everybody was calling this a potential top 10, top five defense. They still can't cover crossing routes. They still can't cover tight ends. They still really can't shut down the run. So the defense is going to have to play their best football because offensively, I think they're going to come out and they're going to be able to move the ball and score some points. We're just going to have to get a much better effort, I think, from the defense, especially with these games we have coming up here, right? You get the Rams who, I mean, Cam Akers this year, the least efficient running back. That's been the Rams' problem has been their offensive line has been so beat up. They were starting a police officer 
roster at center. (laughs) Seriously. So Green Bay should at least be able to shut them down. I mean, you have Baker Mayfield. I know that was a fun, cute little story on a short week. There was no real film of him running that offense. He didn't know that offense. But come on now. I mean, this is Baker Mayfield and the Rams who are nearly dead last running the football. So shut them down. Then you look at the remaining schedule. That's where it gets tough, obviously, because Minnesota much improved offensively, even though they've been losing games. Nobody believes they're that good. Well, and the problem is, man, offensively, like Kirk Cousins just had probably his best game of the season. Justin Jefferson just broke franchise records, had 12 receptions, a buck 50. Uh, But defensively, they've given up at least 400 yards in four straight games. So the Vikings defense, that's the problem for them. So you should be able to win that game. But again, defense is going to have to step up, shut down Delvin Cook, not allow Justin Jefferson to kill you the way that he did week one. Maybe you have to shatter, shadow him with Jair all day and play man coverage. I don't know. Joe Barry's going to have to make some adjustments. Then Detroit, how tough are they offensively right now? And they could run the football. So I think differently, they have to stop the run. You know, the past defense has been fine all season. Yeah, they're going to give up some plays. Rasul Douglas is going to give up some plays. He's also going to probably force a takeaway and make a play. So I'm fine with that. Jair is going to have to step up, uh, which I think he will. Everybody's going to have to step up, but the defense is what worries me the most moving forward, especially against these offenses. I haven't even brought up Miami on Christmas Day. They don't look too good right now. But you go back to those first six weeks of the season, we thought Tua was going to be an MVP candidate. He doesn't look right right now, so – uh, hopefully you get a better effort from Green You Basin. cannot have Rajul Douglas on Tyreek Hill at any point in that game. Yeah, I don't know that you can have him on Jalen Waddle either, there, though, man. There, there'll be well, – both of them, you're right. I mean, there's going to be like a two-yard separation at least between him and a receiver just running straight down the field because he ain't fast enough. You know what they got to do really quickly on that? Watch what Bill Belichick does, right? Have your defensive backs play press coverage, have them just play up on the line of scrimmage and hold. Yeah, you're going to get called for a couple holding penalties. You know, it's that that's better than Tyreek, you know, running free down the field. Right. They're waddle. I just they got to be a little bit more aggressive. It, it comes down to Joe Barry. I mean, he's had two weeks now, man. We better see a wrinkle or two. And, you know, we won't. We, you know, we'll watch that game Monday night. And even though it's Van Jefferson and Ben Skoranek, and there will be Jair playing 10 yards off the ball. And there will be Rasul playing 10 yards off the ball. And we're we going to be livid. And we'll yeah. get lit up by Tyler Higby. Yep, and we will be living. Tyler Higby hasn't done jack crap in quite a long time for the Rams. It's coming this week. I I've got him in fantasy. Trust me, hasn't done much of anything. We'll start All him right. this week. <laughs> yeah. So th- this this is for, for me on offense. I I because defensively, to be honest, I don't expect much different. Like they are what they are. Like you're not Joe Barry isn't going to grow another brain between now and, and the rest of the season. Like he he's not going to change who he is or what he does. The only way something changes now defensively, I think, is if Lafleur steps in and demands that they do something specifically. Like. I've seen enough of this. I want them up and bumping at the line of scrimmage. I don't want them 10 yards off the field and 10 yards off the line of scrimmage. Do you understand Joe Barry? You know, if he does something like that, okay, maybe it changes otherwise. And I don't think he will. Joe Barry's going to be left to do what Joe Barry wants to do, which is do the same thing he's done all year. Okay. So offensively, I think that's where we're going to see something different. Uh, that's going to help them win out. I think this offense gets significantly better providing Romeo and Watson can stay healthy because now you're going to have two guys out there. Romeo was doing his stuff without Watson on the field for the most part. And yeah. now with Watson blowing up, he's going to not have guys looking at him to see where he is. Cause they're all, all eyes are on Watson. This should open up the field for 
Romeo and Lazard as well. Because once Romeo makes two or three catches in a game and gets going and they realize, oh, crap, they got another young kid. You know, now Lazard all of a sudden is that other guy that they're not really paying attention to as much because they don't worry about him beating him uh, as much as Romeo and, and Watson. So for me, I think that is one thing. The other thing that I'm expecting to see, and I will be shocked if I don't see it, I expect to see more Aaron Jones here because I feel like that's kind of tailed off the couple of weeks before the bye week that it became more about A.J. Dillon and less about Aaron Jones. Maybe he's dinged up. Maybe yeah. they were saving him for after the bye week for the stretch run to really use him more uh, going down the stretch run here. But I think there's a, a, a significantly good chance that Aaron Jones becomes more involved within this offense to complement what, what we just talked about with that wide receiving court. I think this offense could explode and just be really, really good the last few weeks here now that they're getting everybody healthy. The Bakhtiari thing, hey, man, like, you know, if if Tom has to play over there, whatever they have to do, we've been through this enough now where guys have been put into that situation. It's not like they don't know how to play with Bakhtiari, that they haven't played without Bakhtiari. It's becoming a regular thing. I mean, I, I, I'm at this point, I'm guessing LaFleur doesn't even flinch. Bakhtiari can't play? Okay. Tom, you're playing. Yeah. All right, let's move on. I mean, that, that's all you can do. And they went out of their way to praise Bakhtiari as far as all the different positions he can play across the line of scrimmage. And do you know what that got me thinking of? Maybe they let Elton Jenkins walk. Maybe Jenkins walks. Maybe maybe they say, we're not going to pay that dude all that money to play guard because he clearly couldn't play right tackle when given the opportunity. Now, again, maybe he's still not fully healthy coming off that knee injury. That has to be into the conversation. So, you know, if he's like that next year, if they give him an opportunity to right tackle, then he just can't play right tackle, which would be shocking to me because athletically, if he can play left tackle, he should definitely be able to play right tackle. Uh, but either way, but maybe – you know, if Tom is as good as they think he is and that he can play across the line, maybe that allows them the freedom to let Elkin, Elton Jenkins walk uh, in free agency and save that money and use it somewhere else. I love Elton Jenkins, and he's only so 20 years old. But I also loved TJ Lang, Josh Sitton, and I know that they were a little bit older. I mean, not that much older, though, man. I love Corey Rivera, Winslow. Mike Wall. They've had some good guards. Yeah, I mean, you can't pay everybody, unfortunately, in the NFL. And, you know, I always used to joke around that the salary cap was a myth, and it sure as hell seemed like it was a myth. Yeah. Even last year, the Rams, it's like, wait, Von Miller and OBJ? How is this possible? And, and you know, we're, we're digging up the corpse of Sammy Watkins in the offseason. But I uh, – I, I don't. I would be shocked to be honest with you, and I don't know how this works. I'm not a big salary cap guy. I would be shocked if David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins were both on this roster again next season. Oh yeah, for sure. Wearing, right? For sure, and they're back. No, 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 no. I, I I think there's no chance that they're not back next year. I, I think hate, they're both definitely back. I hate to say this, and I know, like you said, when you when we saw Elton at tackle, see, I always thought that he that he would be a better tackle. I mean, I thought you could just put him anywhere on the offensive line. Hell, the guy was a center in college, but. Yeah, I don't know that he's fully healthy coming off of the ACL, man. He's only 26 years old. What if what if I'm what if you had to make the choice, Bakhtiari or Elton Jenkins? Because the one thing I'll say about Jenkins, even when he struggled, uh, he's been available for the majority of the season. I know he's been questionable for some games. He's missed some games coming back from the ACL. But Bakhtiari, I mean, man, this is two years coming off the ACL. It just seems like it's always something. I don't okay, know. So who David I would... Bakhtiari, I called up the numbers on Spot Track just to kind of see yeah. what we're talking about here. The cap hit next year on Bakhtiari is $29 million. If they were to move off of Bakhtiari, the dead cap number is $23 million. So you'd save $6 million and then essentially have to play Tom at left tackle. That's all, $6 million. Now, after next year, then I think it's over. 
2024 is the last year of his deal. $32 million cap hit with a dead cap number of 11.5. So he's done after next year. So yes. to me, I think next year is his last year, probably with the Green Bay Packers, would be my guess. And then it's, you know, does he continue to play or does he just retire? To be honest with you, I don't. I mean, obviously, I've never been in that situation and have been that addicted to something. And I know it is an addiction to be a pro athlete. You don't want to leave the locker room. You don't want to leave the adrenaline rush of the fans and everything else that comes with it. I mean, I get it. Now, Jenkins, they have a decision to make there because, you know, after this year, uh, this is the last year of his deal. So they got to figure out what they want to do. I, I don't I don't know, man. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't need that. I'll, t- I'll tell you, though, for that cap hit, I'd bring Bakhtiari back because – when he's been on the field, you know, we've seen some flashes, some glimpses of the old David Bakhtiari. So hopefully, you know, another offseason um, and he's fully healthy, you know, for the first time in a long time next season. Well, the Jenkins I'm, contract I'm, negotiations I'm, are going to be sticky, though, because yeah. if he says I want to be paid like a tackle, two things are going to happen. One, they're going to go, OK, you were at right tackle. Look at the film. You were yeah. horrible. Okay, and then he can say, yeah, but I'm coming off. I'll be much better next year. And they're like, if come, maybe we're talking about the numbers right now. Your last performance was at tackle. So if he agrees to get paid like a guard, I think Packers push in and go, we're in. If he says, I want to be paid like a tackle. And he goes, I want to be paid like a left tackle because I'm going to replace Bakhtiari or I'll be the guy. Then that's a whole nother can of worms. Then I don't know where that goes. See, here's the problem, man, is that if this defense lived up to the hype and they were a top 10 defense and those guys that you paid, Rasul and Devondre and, you know, Campbell's been all right. He's been hurt for the majority of the season. But if if the defense lived up to the hype and they're a top 10 unit, then, yeah, I'm paying Elton Jenkins. But here's the problem. Like I just said, you can't pay everybody. And this team has a bunch of holes. So this is my problem. What's 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 the goal moving forward after this season? We still don't know if Aaron Rodgers is back. We're assuming Aaron Rodgers is back for that amount of money. Yes. And I don't and if they don't make the playoffs, I don't see him riding off into the sunset after a crappy season. So I'm going to assume Rodgers is back. Agreed. So, so there's that money right there, right? Like they're going to have to make a decision on a bunch of dudes and on defense what is going to improve just bringing everybody back? And is Rashawn Gary going to be ready week one? Do you have to add another pass rusher? Clearly, like Dean Lowry, these guys aren't the answer on the defensive line. Kenny Clark, you still owe him a bunch of money. He's the third highest paid player on the team, I believe. You're paying him Aaron Donald money. You're going to have to get him some help on the defensive line, although I really do like Wyatt. Who are the safeties next year? I would say probably the Darnell Savage experiments over. Adrian Amos is going to be another year older, and he doesn't look very good this year. You know what you have with the defensive back and you'll be getting, um, obviously, you know, some guys back. You'll be getting Eric Stokes back. But I don't know that you're going to be able to pay Elton Jenkins because this team just has too many holes. You know, and if you're – what's what's the goal next year? Ryan, you you're acting like they signed free agents in the offseason. These positions are going to be filled through draft picks. I mean, you're going to take a draft pick and you're going to use at least one or two – I'm guessing two draft picks on the safety position at some point. You're going to use at least one draft pick out an outside linebacker again. You're going to use at least one draft pick on a defensive lineman. They can't, go, they can't go a year without drafting at least one or two offensive linemen. So that's where you're going to go there. I don't think they go wide receiver, and I don't think they go running back. So those positions are ignored. And tight end? I mean, unless it's a tight end from Notre Dame in the first round, I mean, I, I don't know where where and when they go tight end. And Tunyon, yeah. they got to make a decision on him too. Do they want to bring him back and spend a lot of money on him or do they let him walk and draft a tight end? Now there, to me, is the obvious one. If the kid from Notre Dame is there, you draft him and tell Robert Tunyon, peace out, see you later, we're done. 
Now, Rodgers will not be happy. I can imagine. But with all due respect now, it's about either Jordan Love or the future quarterback and building this young, really talented offense. So when the next quarterback gets slotted in, he's got everything around him that he needs, and it's plug and play and just get the ball to the playmakers. That's how I'm approaching this if I'm Goody. I'm telling you, man, though, you could sign like a tight end for really cheap that that's a backup tight end right now, and, and he'll be a monster. Like Hayden Hurst. Nobody even knew who the hell sure. Hayden Hurst was, and now he's a monster. And then – if Josiah DeGuara isn't your starting that. tight end and no. you took him in the third round, don't make me go back to that. I mean, I know no. he, he could block. He runs sometimes like he's in quicksand, kind of like Robert Tunyon coming off the ACL injury. If DeGuara is not that guy and you took him in the third round, I mean, come on. Now. No, he's not that guy. No, no I, I'm, I just, I, I would love to see Elton Jenkins back. I just, I don't know if it's going, if it's going to happen. I think he's probably going to get overpaid to go. Like, look at the Rams' offensive line problems, man, and they'll have a little bit more money. So, maybe they go after him. I would love him back. I would love Bakhtiari back. I would love everybody back. But this team Jenkins. has a lot of. And, and you're right. Yeah, they're probably they're going to have to go defense in the first round, most likely. Which is, you know what? It's fine because I thought that I thought, yeah, you got to go wide receiver, and you don't because you have Romeo Dobbs, you have Christian Watson. You could sign hopefully a veteran wide receiver. Anybody other than Sammy Watkins, you bring back Randall Cobb. I'm fine with the wide receiver room. I'm fine with the tight end room. I'm fine with the offensive line. So hold on a second, back finding a safety and a pass rusher. Right, but hold on. So there's a there's. Tell me if I'm, I'm crazy. There's a, a chance. That Elton Jenkins, and again, I don't think they let Elton Jenkins walk, but there's a chance that Elton Jenkins, Lazard, and Tunyon all could be off this team? Yeah, unless, do you think, and I'm oh, fine with Lazard uh, going, I'm sorry, who will have him? I mean, the Alan Lazard will be a bear, or probably. he'll be a or he'll be, you know what, I don't think he could play for the Lions no. anymore, and he doesn't have any speed. Bears, though. I, I like Alan Lazard. I didn't mean that as like a slight to him. I'm just saying he, he should be back on the cheap. This was this was year one no to prove your number one wide receiver. Rodgers turned James Jones, all these guys into number one wide receivers. Alan Lazard is not uh, going to be the number one wide receiver if he stays. Does not, not matter. There's a 22 year old kid that's better than him on the roster right now. Two there might them. be two of them that yeah. are better than him. Yeah, I uh, so I mean that is what it is. Um, He's got to go. Whoever gives him the most money, if it's the Texans, yeah. Alan Lazard's got to suck it up and go play for the Houston Texans. He's got to get his payday now. He can't come back for five million dollars a year if somebody's offering him eight or nine even if it's a crappier team than the Packers with a horrible quarterback. Like, he's got to get his money. These careers don't last forever in the NFL. No. What about for Elton Jenkins, though? What if they use the franchise tag? Because the joke always for me was they never used the franchise tag. They had it since 2012, but then they used it for Devontae. Right. But the question is, what position is it going to be? Is is it going to be guard or tackle? Because there's no chance I'm using a franchise tag out of that tackle because that number is through the roof. I'm not paying him that much money. And if he wants to get well, if he wants to get paid like a tackle and he can't play the position, unfortunately, you have to let him walk. Even if the tape is from an injured Elton Jenkins, and I love Elton Jenkins, you let him walk. The one thing, I mean, and that's been the thing, like with the plug and play. Like Green Bay has done a great job on the offensive line. I've always been sad losing a TJ Lang, Josh Sitton. I would say no. the other thing, and Ted. On the offensive lineman, didn't it seem like Ted and now Brian, they always make the right decision? Yep. I mean, Josh Sitton, TJ Lang, even Corey Lindsley's been all dinged up. I I wanted Brian Balaga. I wanted to pay Brian Balaga. Do you remember him doing anything with the Chargers? He was no, always- they moved on from these guys at the right time. They have. Yeah. I mean, they really haven't regretted somebody that left and then went on to have some great career. That really I'm not an offensive lineman, no. No. 
No, they really have. You're right about Zach, that. Other than Devontae, man, I don't I don't think I've ever really missed anybody. Like I thought I was gonna miss Javon Walker well, and I just bought the jersey. Other than Devontae, like I miss Devontae every day. I cry every Devontae highlight I see. I miss that man so much. Okay. So yes, from an offensive standpoint, I agree. But I mean Micah Hyde, Casey Hayward both left and both played pretty well. Casey Hayward specifically. And now, now, again, now he's floating around the league and he's in Atlanta. But I mean that that to me, those two guys were two guys that were like damn, why couldn't we get that out of them when they were here? Like, I didn't think either one of those guys were going to play as well as they did after they left Green Bay. Yeah, I wanted Casey Hayward. I was like, if Tremont's got to go, you got to keep Casey Hayward. He had seven interceptions. The problem was, remember, he he, uh, he had the – well, the same thing with Sam Shields. He kept getting concussed. Yep. But then, yeah, he had a – he's still – I mean, even at his age, is having a decent season. And then Micah Hyde. Literally, we had uh, this guy on from Buffalo last night, and I was just talking about Micah Hyde and how much I miss him. Good call on that, even though he did break my heart when he couldn't pick that Colin Kaepernick True. pass off in yeah. the wild card game. But the thing about Hyde is you could put him in the box. Like, we, we talk about, like, safeties like Leroy Butler. I mean, he's one of the most important players in the league when he's fully healthy at the safety position. All I right, think he's in the playoffs. Uh, let's move on to the next topic because we got all sidetracked. Do you think the Packers have the talent to be better than they are on defense? I thought so, and I thought it was just the scheme with Joe Barry. Because Joe Barry, I mean, it's just the definition of insanity, man. He continues to just get burned by the same thing and doesn't fix his mistakes. Uh, but I don't know anymore, man. Like, nope. You look at these guys either. whiff on tackles. Let's go back to that Philadelphia game. Everybody's like, you got to put a spy on Jalen Hurts. Right. You did put a spy on Jalen Hurts. Quay. Yep. And, and Quay Walker got juked out of his cleats sure on the did. third play of the game. So that didn't In fairness, work. A lot of guys have been juked out of their cleats by Jalen Hurts this year. For, not no, just Quay for, Walker. Yeah, for sure. But like if you watch the all 22, there's a lot of times, man, where these guys are in position. Yeah, sure. Some guys get lost. The young kids get lost. Guys get burned in the secondary. Some That's guys the have no interest in tackling to begin with. Right. Yeah. Darnell Savage Jr. especially. But the thing is, man, like in the secondary now, the NFL doesn't really allow you to do your job. So there's going to be times where the top corners in the league, Jalen Ramsey, Jair Alexander are going to get burned. You know, the gone are the days of Deion Sanders being able to fight back and forth with the wide receiver. So I don't really mind as much as everybody else when Jair gets burned. But what I do mind is the lack of effort that I see at times from this team. Like I thought they mailed it in four weeks ago, man, because just lazy slopping efforts at tackling. What was it a couple weeks ago? What was it against Philadelphia? I know LaFleur said 25 missed tackles or something like that. I don't know. I counted like 50. So, so I thought so. Going back, you watch the film. I don't think so. I don't think they have the talent to be any better defensively. I mean, I don't think Joe Barry is very good, but I don't think the full blame all goes on Joe Barry. All right. I, I agree with you. I, I don't think they have the talent either. And I'm sure Joe Barry will be the scapegoat because they always fire defensive coordinators and think they're, their defense is more talented than it is. Uh, and when they fire Joe Barry, everybody will be excited. And if they hire Jim Leitard, everybody will be even more excited uh, at this point. That's is a cat that I would love to talk with, Jim Leonard. That I, I would love well, to Patrick, give him. The Packers bringing him in as the defensive coordinator. Yeah, I would. I would a love bolt. to give him Packer film of the year. Right when the season's done, be like Jim, watch a t- film. And when you're done, let's talk. And I would love to get his analysis of talent. At each position, like how good really is the talent at each position, honestly, because you're coming from the outside in. You didn't drive these guys. How good really is the talent? How much of it was scheme related? And how much of it was these guys just not being coached up properly and how to do their jobs? You know, A, B, and C. How much of that, you know, factored in? Because that's what you – 
if I'm hiring a defensive coordinator and I'm Matt LaFleur, and I'm assuming Gutekunst might be in on these meetings, I don't know. But if I'm Matt LaFleur, that's what I'm giving all these guys. You guys want, you guys are interested? Cool. Here's a game film. Watch it. Tell me what you see. Or maybe they just come in and tell you what they see because they've watched you play throughout the year. They do all that ahead of time. Uh, but that's what I want to know. Do you think we have enough talent? Where do you think we're lacking in talent? And how much of this do you think is scheme uh, oriented of why this thing wasn't successful? That's And I wanted to hear the honest truth. And everybody goes, if I keep hearing, well, you know, it really wasn't the scheme as much as you guys just don't have enough, enough talent. I mean, you don't have guys that your safeties aren't that good. Like, y'all need safety help. And y'all need some defensive line help for Kenny Clark. And, and you know, if you get a lot of that, then it's like, okay, good. Like, all these dudes came in and – Pretty much every one of them to a man said, these are our flaws, this, 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 and this. So yeah. how much help are you going to get me this offseason? Spark, I love the idea, but I got to be honest, man. I'll do that for free. They'd probably have to pay <laughs> some money. I'll go in there and I will circle Dean Lowry and I will say, why the F is he still on this roster? I don't care about the pay cut. He should have been gone two years ago. You yeah. got to get this man and I'd point to Kenny Clark some help. But then I'd look at Kenny Clark and say, oh, no. You're not innocent in all this, though, either. I want to see some more effort from you at times, big guy, especially after getting paid. There's games where you've been on a milk carton this season. You know, Devondre Campbell, you've been dinged up this season. You know, Quay, you're a rookie, so you kind of get a free pass from me, to be honest, because, the I mean, you're athletic as hell. The talent is there. It's going to take you some time, although I do fear that you're the next Patrick Queen. Then he had a, then he had a call plays on top of it because Campbell came out, so that complicated everything even more for, for Quay Walker as well. Like, the safety play has been crap this season, man. And I yeah. loved the Savage pick a couple of years ago. And he looked good year one. You know who else looked good year one? Demarius Randall. I was a big Demarius Randall fan year one. And then year two, I was like, oh, God, this guy's not a safety or a corner. He's not really anything. I don't know. I just worry that we overhyped a lot of these guys. But who knows? Maybe it's just a new voice, new coordinator. I don't know. A couple changes here and there. You got to get Savage is done. You got to bring a new safety in. And I like Amos, man. I I think he was – that was a great free agent signing. Sure was. I just think it's coming to an end for him. Um, I hate to say that because also we don't know what he's dealing with. That's the other thing with the NFL guys could have a bounce back season. You know, we've been Casey Hayward looked like he was finished a couple of years ago. Guys could come back. We don't know what injuries they're playing. Through. Correct. That's absolutely right. You don't find out until after the fact. Then you feel like you feel like crap because you're sitting there ripping this dude all year and he's playing with like one arm essentially. And you're like, oh damn, I had to yeah, I I like, well, know that. In 2018, you had to draft Jordan Love. He had a broken leg. Right. I would not get out of my bed in the morning to go do my radio show. This man was, you know, doing three-step, five-step drops and throwing 50-yard darts. Like, he had a broken leg. That was my problem with the Jordan Love pick. But, yeah. All right, let's move on. Next question. Where do you rank Matt LaFleur amongst NFL head coaches? And to be honest with you, coming into this year, you know, he's top five probably, top six, somewhere in that area. But now, after you look and see what happened this year, how much does he fall back? Does he fall back? Maybe you don't move him. Maybe you still think he's one of the best uh, coaches in the National Football League. I feel like he's lost a lot of love amongst the Packer fan base. I feel like there are a lot of people uh, that are not on the Matt LaFleur uh, bandwagon any longer. What about you, Ryan Horvath? Oh, man. So I probably had him in my top 10 uh, coming into the season. You know, he was right on the border, probably borderline of that top five. I mean, look at the resume, man. He's won, he won 13 games every single season, yep. uh, took this team to the NFC title game. But when you look at it and you think about it and you look at your like coaching rankings, is he better than Andy Reid? No. no. And I mean, some of these guys just have the better resume because they've been around for a long time. Sure. Right. But 
still, okay, if, Andy if, you have, won. if you have to coach a team against the aliens for world domination tomorrow, are you going with Matt LaFleur or Randy Reed? Because I'm hey, going Andy. with Reed, even though uh, he gets a little uh, too cute sometimes. Dude's been a uh, choke most of his life. He had one Super Bowl. I'll give you that. Against the aliens, though, I don't know. I think i go Belichick. No, no, no. I'm saying between Matt LaFleur and Andy Reid. You oh, don't get Belichick. Yeah, I don't know. I still don't. Well, yeah, All I right. guess. If Andy I get Patrick Reed. Mahomes, maybe i go Andy Reid. Bill Belichick. Yeah. I think McVay still have to put over LaFleur. He just He's had a horrible year, too. No, he has, but he just won a Super Bowl last year, and he's yeah. got Baker Mayfield, John Wolford, and yeah, Bryce yeah, yeah. trotting yeah. out there behind center. We already said Belichick. Is Matt LaFleur better than Mike Tomlin? I'm going to no. say no. This is going to be maybe, and who knows? The Steelers are winning games now. This might be Did Mike Tomlin. Did you hear this nonsense? I think it was Florio that put out about a possible trade in the offseason of Tomlin for Belichick. Yeah, there is. I, there is just no way. Florio. There is no chance. And I think he was just throwing it out there as an idea, saying that, you know, we've seen coaches get traded before. Gruden was traded. He says Peyton might get traded from the Saints if he decides to come back for a job because, obviously, he left the Saints. They're still talking Michael back to the Saints. But they would have to trade him because he's still under team control of the New Orleans Saints. So that thing could happen. I do not see any chance Belichick is going to agree to get traded no. to another city. There is no, no chance. He'll just retire and be like, I'm done. See you later. Yeah. You're not trading nah, me. Goodbye. Like that's that's not happening. But anyway, maybe he'll go coach. Maybe he'll go coach the Navy. He's a big fan, and now that they have that, a, would be unbelievable. Belichick in college. Yeah. Belichick in college at Navy. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! Could you imagine? He just he's got to get away from that idiot Matt Patricia. He he should have never brought Matt Patricia on. And and I get it. He was doing a favor for a friend. He was like, hey, you could come back. You're definitely not going near my defense because my son he right. coaches the defense here. Like call plays for a year. It's been a nightmare. All yeah. right. So already Lafleur not in my top five because I'm going to put John Harbaugh. Uh, over Matt Lafleur. Sure. I know he gets a little cute at times. Goes for two, but hey, man, John Harbaugh. He's one like of all right, Sean McDermott for the Bills, better head coach than Matt LaFleur. So there's six. Sean Payton, he looks bloated he's right out. now. He's on my TV every Sunday night. He's not even an active head coach. I'd put him over Matt LaFleur. But, but he's right not now, in. He doesn't count. No, he doesn't count. All Go right. on. I have Matt LaFleur right now, number eight, because I have Pete Carroll at number seven over Matt LaFleur right now. Look what Pete Carroll's done with far less talent. Look at the defensive side of the oh, ball. I think, I think Pete Carroll's a better coach than Matt LaFleur. I- yeah. I would oh, have so you're agreeing with me. I would have Pete Carroll in front of Matt LaFleur, too. All right, so right now I have him inside the top 10, but he's number eight. So he's dropped about three spots because Pete Carroll was outside my top 10 coming into the season because I thought he was the problem. Oh, no, Russ Wilson was the problem. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, I think that's a legitimate list. I, I don't think there's much arguing about that uh, at this point as far as, you know, where everybody lines no, up. No, actually, hold on. No, I screwed up. He's not even eight. Shanahan is is number eight over him. Shanahan kicks his ass every time they play. Who just won in the divisional round last year? Who knocked two out of the playoffs? Shanahan's coached in a Super Bowl. I mean, and and look, every year he's had a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo, not Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Look at his regular season records, Ryan. He's had a lot of losing seasons. I mean, it's it's not like this dude goes out and wins 12, 13 games a year. He does not. Oh, LaFleur keeps dropping because I keep forgetting about guys. His old ball, Mike Vrabel is a better coach than Matt LaFleur, and I won't have an argument on that. So LaFleur falls to 10. Vrabel goes ahead of him. I got him just above. Dude, 13 games in a row for three straight years. Come on. I got him just above Doug Peterson, and I'm and I'm I really want to go with Doug. No, but Doug has a Super Bowl. <laughs> so Nick, you're right. Nick Foles. 
The floor has Aaron Rodgers. I'm making the case for this guy as the greatest quarterback of all time. Oh, right? my God. And, yeah. and, and on the goal line, last, you know, well, two years ago, with the season on the line, we're forcing balls to Devontae Adams into double coverage. I put that on Rodgers. But, yeah, I mean, kicking the field goal against Tampa Bay when you knew you weren't getting the ball back. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I got LaFleur right now at 10. I'm going to put Mike Vrabel over him. Peterson's got Trevor Lawrence playing a hell of a lot better too. So He's just hey, he's just he's at 11. LaFleur if LaFleur loses to the Rams and Baker Mayfield, <laughs> he like Eberflus may be taking over his spot. Oh, oh my, Dan Campbell. That, no, that, that's the next guy. Frank coming. Reich's fishing somewhere right now. Frank Reich's done. Forget <laughs> Frank Reich. Uh, okay, uh, last question. Packers, Rams, predictions for Monday night. Again, uh, we'll be back on Tuesday with our next podcast. Normally it's Mondays, but since it's a Monday night football game, we'll do it on Tuesday uh, next week. And we will have our normal three podcasts next week, like always, even though it is uh, Christmas week. Same with the Green Growing Podcast with Nathan Marzian. I myself will do our two normal podcasts uh, during the week. Uh, okay, Ryan Horvath, go ahead. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to be positive this week, man. I think the Packers, I think this is that roll out the helmets game finally. I mean, they're oh, coming off damn. the high, right? I know that the Rams defense still pretty tough, but uh, they've been beat up, man. No Aaron Donald. I think Green Bay wins this game. They're seven-point favorites. I think they actually cover the number. I'm going to go Green Bay 31-17. Baker Mayfield throws two picks. Woo. We do get a little bit of a scare in the first half, though. It's a close game. Maybe even the Rams have like a 13-10 lead at the half. Then they completely fall apart in the second half. Uh, I think I think what's going to happen here is we're going to get our hearts broken. I know I'm going to get my heart broken. I think the Packers are going to win out, and still there will be a scenario where they don't get in. Oh, that could happen for sure. Giants, I, mean, they, well, that's what I mean, they need a lot of luck. I think the, yeah. the commanders, the giants, maybe they both get in, everything gets screwed up. But I think that's what happens is they play their best football here the next month. They beat Miami on Christmas day. We all get really excited. And then it's like, Oh, all that was for nothing. Like the year before Favre's last year in green Bay. Remember, everything was a mess, but then they played their best football the final month of the season to go, I believe eight and eight. Yeah. And we were like, okay, is Favre coming back, though, or is this Rodgers' team? Because there's some talent on this team. And then Favre came back. They go to the NFC title game, lose to the Giants. But, like, I see that being, like, the way that this closes out. See, like, they play really good football, and we're like, man, if this team just got in, they might have a shot at a Super Bowl. But they don't get in because they messed around for a month, I almost swore. But you know what, though? I mean, that that would st- I mean, that would suck if they don't get in, obviously. But there would be a lot of stuff to talk about going in the offseason, a lot of positives of, like, looking yeah, at this offense and how well they're playing on the way out and what this means now for next season as this offense takes another step with Aaron Rodgers coming back for another season. Like, I, I think winning out would be huge for this team going into the offseason, would really, you know, give them some momentum and positivity going into the offseason after a horrible first start of the season. Just similar, like, to the Lions. I mean, they started off like crap, and now they've caught fire. They could miss the playoffs too, play really well on the way out and still not get in. And if you're a Lions fan, you're overjoyed. Like, okay, we finally turned the corner. We finally got this thing going in the right direction. And I think you take that away going uh, into the offseason. I'm not doing roll out the helmets because I've not had a good track record lately of doing roll out the helmets. I seem to jinx the hell out of them every time I do it. You've been on the money every time you've made a pick on Curtin Long. Um, so I, I'm still going to say Packers win. Uh, and I'm going to take it a step further. I, I think Rodgers throws like four touchdowns in this game. You know, one or two to Watson. Romeo gets a touchdown in this game. And and maybe Aaron Jones scores a touchdown. I, I think you see this offense, like I said, 
start to really explode and become a problem for teams. You know, we already talk about the lines and how good their offense is. This Packers offense is going to be a problem. And if they get some confidence with everybody healthy this week, maybe outside Mike Terry, but if the wide receivers and running backs are healthy going into that Christmas Day game and they're coming off a big offensive performance, then everybody's going to be looking at Green Bay completely differently going into that Christmas Day game. People will be saying, hey, Green Bay can score with these guys. This is going to be a shootout. If they come out and they score, you know, 17 points against the Rams and win like 17-14 or something, then people are still going to have their doubts about how good this team is. Yeah, man, my final prediction for this weekend, I do think that uh, we get two touchdowns from Aaron Jones, one receiving, one on the ground, and I think Aaron Rodgers has his first 300-yard passing game since, what, week 12 last season? It's been way too damn long. Uh, If it's not this week, it's going to be against Miami in that brutal secondary, but I do think that this offense will have some success even against a tough Rams defense that's still inside the top 10 right now. Yeah, I I, I totally agree with you. All right, so that'll do for another uh, episode of Kurt and Long. Everybody have a good weekend. Christmas shopping done? You, You all done? You got everything done? I haven't even started yet. My kid who's in the what? room next to me right now because we have an ice storm apparently. Yeah. Uh, just like no ideas. He gives me no ideas, man. How old is he? Nine. But the problem is he has everything. Like Dude, in there like, right now, he's got a I've virtual got, reality set up. Yeah, I got a six-year-old that also has like damn near everything. Um, other than gaming systems, we don't do that. Uh, Leroy's his godfather. Uh, and Leroy bought him a Nintendo Switch. Uh, yeah, we got that. A, a couple of years ago. And you should have yeah. saw the look on my MK's face because we didn't want to play video games. Like, yeah. well, not at all. Well, he's got to switch. You know, he plays it, but he's more into still watching YouTube and A for Adley right. and all those shows, right? So, but this dude here, Jackson, he'll go out and he'll be like, oh, take a picture of that. I want that for Christmas. Take a picture of that. So we've got like a hundred pictures throughout the course of the year of what he wants for Christmas. So from our perspective, we're never at a shortage. I can't imagine being at a shortage for a nine-year-old. There's a list, but you should see this thing. And we just went to the we went to the Air and Space Museum just yeah. last Saturday. I spent $150 on these like spaceship toys. They've been sitting here collecting dust yep. the last week. So I keep saying, hey, how about for Christmas? You know, we'll get to, we're obviously getting gifts, but what we should do for the big gift, rather than a PlayStation 5 or whatever, because you're nine years old and let's focus on right. school until the summer, I said, I'll just take this chunk of money, we'll put it aside, we'll go to Disney for two weeks because I get extended vacation because I haven't used any of my vacation. And I said, we'll stay there for 10 days instead of seven. Doesn't that seem like a better better than some uh, toy that you're going to play with toys? The thing is, man, really, and, you, and you're going to find this out, right, is that you buy these toys and these video games and your kid doesn't use them because right. they sit on YouTube and watch other kids yes. play with toys and play video games. Correct. Like imagine doing that as a kid. Yes. Like that's sitting exactly back and right. kid play Mario. I lose my yes. damn mind. But that's what my kid's doing in the room right now. What, one thing, one more thing here. I, I, I almost forgot because we got to get going. But yeah. this birthday party thing. So you've got to go to a birthday party wow. that your kid was invited to and then you've got to stay, right? Yeah. Okay. Saturday. I, I'm here to tell you that most birthday parties that my kid goes to, not six, nine different age group, obviously, parents stay at all of them mostly. We don't. We drop off. We leave. Um, but like we did a bowling birthday party for Jackson last year. We'll probably do it again this year. All the parents stayed. And they were all helping their kids with the bowling balls and the whole deal. And everybody stayed the whole time. Because in, in his class you have to invite everybody in the class if you have a birthday party you can't invite four kids you i like have to that. invite the whole class 20 some kids so we yeah. had 
some kids on like four bowling lanes, all bowling that are like five years old last year in kindergarten. Uh, it was a hell of an experience. But yeah, a lot of times, a lot of these parents will stay. And sometimes like if they go to these like places where they have like the inflatables inside and they have the swinging ropes and the climbing walls inside there are there's one set of parents that bring alcohol and will supply alcohol for the parents if they're hanging out or whatever see that's the problem and i liked the parents when i was living in uh you know like my house corners and my kids went to st mary's because i got along with all the dads and they talk like fantasy football fantasy baseball the problem is i'm in the dc area so it isn't like hey man should i start lamar jackson this week or do you think tyler huntley's getting the start it's did you see that Biden oh, freed no. Brittany Griner oh, and not no, like, no, it's all, no. You know where I live? Ah, yeah, no. that's all, that's all it is, man. It's oh, either no. talking about like COVID and masks, and that's the other thing, right? It's like this like discovery zone, leaps and bounds type place. Mm. We are today, as we record, ten days away from Christmas. I'm going home this year for Christmas. I have vacation, and it's uh, I'm gone for nine days. And I have New Year's plans. I'm going to uh, the Packer Viking game, actually. Yeah. I'm going to watch the college football games before that with my brother, taking him to Lambeau. You're wearing the Jordan Love jersey? No, uh, I might. I might have to. If yeah. Jordan Love makes the start, I will. But here's the thing uh, my kid's going to be climbing around these tunnels. It's cold and flu season. RSV, yeah, the worst of all time. You know my luck. You're getting and sick. COVID. Yeah. And What's going to happen? Him climbing around with 26 other kids. You all are getting sick. You just must just pencil that in some sick time. The good thing is you're gone 10 days, so you'll be sick during your vacation. So Yeah, but I'm going back home. I don't want to get sick. They're not going to want me on a plane. There's no chance. You couldn't pay me to get on a plane right now. There's no chance. Everybody that I know that gets on a plane, comes back, and within days are sick. Not that it's COVID, but the flu, whatever. Like, everybody's getting sick every time they go on a plane. It's insane. Everybody will be like, oh, look at this weirdo making his kid wear a mask and gloves. And I'll say, yeah, he's not screwing up my vacation. Oh, absolutely not. No, I totally agree. Here's Ryan Horvath. Follow him on Twitter, BetMGM Tonight. This is Steve Sparky Five here at Sparky Radio, 1250 AM. The fan, lots of great interviews this week. If you didn't check him out, Jim Callis uh, from MLB Pipeline talking about the uh, latest Brewers trade. Uh, where they robbed the Braves and the Athletics in that deal uh, to get William Contreras. I just yeah. imagine that. Uh, we got some Marquette basketball up there with Ben Steele, some Badger basketball uh, with Abby from the Wisconsin State Journal, or she was with the Wisconsin State Journal. Here, how about this? I do the interview. I play the interview on 1250 yesterday, the first couple minutes of it, right? And then the rest of the interview is on the website, right? So that, that today is – what's today? Thursday, right? So. Thursday. Yeah, so it runs on the air Wednesday. About mid-morning, early afternoon, she puts out a tweet that she was like, oh. Really? Yeah, I, I'm leaving it up. She's been the Badger men's basketball beat writer since last year, so everything still applies to what she said, and I felt horrible. I'm like, oh, my God, that's horrible. Uh, but, yeah, that's the first time I've ever had that happen. So all of that up on the website. Go check it out. Plus, don't forget the Curtin Long bonus podcast with Ken Barkley. That's really good uh, as well. If you should have that in your Curtin Long feed as well, it's like 10, 12 minutes long. It's not that long. Check that out, too. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you next uh, coming up on Tuesday after the Packers play the Rams on Monday night. Have a good one. Toodles!